Welcome to the Prospector Podcast, a bi-weekly production bringing you the minor perspective. Welcome back to a new episode of the Prospector Podcast. This is Ana Diaz here to recap some of the top stories uploaded on our website, theprospectordaily.com. In news, the Prospector staff gives us a rundown of the false 911 call that led to UTEP and other schools to go on lockdown. In arts and culture, reporter Alison Rodriguez tells us of all the sorts of talent that filled the night at the UTEP Student Engagement and Leadership Center's first coffeehouse open mic night. And in sports, reporter Dani Lopez covers the UTEP minors' loss against the University of California in the team's first basketball tournament of the season. You can read these stories and more at the Prospector the UTEP Student Government Association held a town hall Thursday night with the university's police department to speak about the October 29th incident when two individuals who shot and killed a 22-year-old at the nearby McDonald's hid inside the Union Cinema. The town hall comes after students expressed concerns over the police department's delay in sending the student population a message through the minor alert system. We didn't do it fast enough. We needed to do it faster. And my apologies to you and to the SGA and students that you represent for our slow response. That was not as fast as we needed it to be. Wash said the response was slow because they took too long to validate the situation. SGA members like Michael Gutierrez, who were present inside the union building the night of the incident, said students joined together to barricade the SGA office doors to prevent anyone from getting in. It was a sombering feeling to acknowledge the fact that if they did break in, I potentially wasn't going to go home and I would never see my family again. Whether we want to acknowledge the fact or not, this entire situation that happened was a failure. El Paso Police Department, UTEP Security, and the FBI will have a roundtable discussion December 17. However, since October's incident, there have been four times UTEP police have issued alerts in the past month. The minor alert system has been used on all locations to alert students. We have terrific services in the community. And again, when we are determining whether or not to put out a minor alert, we didn't do it fast enough. We simply didn't, and we need to speed that process up. So we've, again, we've changed our process, and we changed it very, very quickly. I think it was the next day. I think it was the next day we changed it, because it has to change, because if we don't change it, then the potential is, is the delay could happen again. Reporting for The Prospector, Anaí Diaz. Echoing screams, long lines, and bright lights filled UTEP's Dunhaskin Center Wednesday, November 10th as crowds made their way inside to enjoy the highly anticipated Ricky Martin and Enrique Iglesias' first joint tour. After a year of waiting since the tour was postponed because of the COVID-19 pandemic, fans were excited and full of energy to sing and dance along to the most popular and electric songs of both artists. Enrique Iglesias, an internationally successful bilingual artist, kicked off the concert and rose from below the stage causing the energy among fans to intensify. Iglesias was able to get the crowd on their feet from the moment he started singing. 
Opening with his 2014 hit, I'm a Freak, the crowd could not control their excitement and sang along to every word. From the high energy of Chasing the Sun off his recent release, Final Volume 1, to a heartfelt ballad on Hero, Iglesias was able to entertain the audience for a little over an hour and a half. Never missing a beat and having everyone join in, Iglesias certainly brought back concerts to the Don Haskins with a bang. Being the 20th performance of 26 tour dates, both Enrique Iglesias and Ricky Martin show no signs of slowing down. Iglesias played some of his biggest hits across his career, including I Like How It Feels, Tonight, and Duele El Corazon, even putting on an encore performance of his most memorable songs. Iglesias shared a smile throughout his performance as he ran and danced across the stage. He even stepped down to interact with fans as he asked them to sing along with him. As Iglesias began to sing his last encore song, I Like It, confetti and balloons rained down onto the crowd, setting the bar high for Martin's upcoming performance. The crowd took a quick intermission from Iglesias' electric show as staff quickly set up the stage for Martin's performance. In the blink of an eye, flashes of gold and sequined backup dancers made their way onto the stage. With his hit song, Live in la Vida Loca, Martin started his set with high energy to match that of Iglesias. Martin performed for over an hour and fans enjoyed the bright, colorful lights and dance performances displayed across several big screens. The crowd continued to sing along as Martin performed both in English and Spanish and fans moved their phone flashlights to the rhythm of Vuelve. Martin's show focused on celebrating the Latin culture as he performed with his background dancers with incredible lighting visuals. Martin changed outfits several times while fans enjoying singing his hit songs La Mordidita, Maria, and She Bangs. Fans also enjoyed Martin singing two duets with Christina Aguilera in a pre-recorded clip for Nobody Wants to Be Lonely and with Maluma in Vente Paca. Although Iglesias and Martin did not perform together, fans enjoyed an extraordinary Latin performance. This is Itzel Giron for The Prospector. The following story was written by Kristen Schaffer. November is American Diabetes Month, a time to remind people that they should be conscious of their blood sugar and the risk factor. So um, it was something that I never imagined was going to enter into my life. And, um, said Claudia Martinez-Boyd, lecturer of the Department of Communication at UTEP and vice president of the El Paso Center for Diabetes. I, I went to a doctor and he did some just some blood work and he told me, you know what, your sugar came back high. And uh, you should test that. Diabetes is a disease that affects the pancreas and how it produces insulin. Type 2 diabetes is the most common form, according to diabetes.org. Although diabetes can be maintained through a healthy diet and exercise for some people, this is not the case for everyone. Some people need medication or insulin to maintain their blood sugar. El Paso is the sixth largest city in Texas with a diabetes prevalence of 13.9% among adults, which roughly translates to 94,000 people, said Sandra Gonzalez, executive director of El Paso Center for Diabetes. Diabetes is the fourth leading cause of death in adults over the age of 75 in El Paso, with 32.2% of deaths occurring in El Paso caused by diabetes, compared to 20.9% and 21.2% deaths in Texas and the United States, respectively. How is El Paso raising awareness? On Saturday, November 6th, the El Paso Center for Diabetes, a nonprofit organization, hosted the Step Out Awareness Walk at the Fountains of Fera. People living with diabetes and their families came out to support the cause. Gonzalez explained that the El Paso Center for Diabetes offers diabetes self-management, classes to help manage the disease and answer questions like, what are you eating affects you? Why is your sugar high? What are the right things to eat? How to check your sugar and when to check your sugar? They also offer support groups for the community, cooking classes for families, and even a week-long kids camp for children living with type 1 diabetes. Both Gonzalez and Boyd explained that with awareness, diabetes is manageable. 
The key is to stay ahead of the disease. Um, so what I do know is that diabetes is something that you absolutely can control, um, that shouldn't control you. We live in a community where 30% of us have diabetes. Okay, So it's a very high population of people living with diabetes that don't even know they're living with diabetes. So number one, you must get tested. And number two, start making the changes necessary to get control of it. Thank you for joining us on this week's new episode of the Prospector Podcast. Join us next time for an all-new Miner's Perspective.